morgen. Het is lekker om jou te zien. Ons was bij Nelspreid en um, nou mijn Afrikaans is klaar. It's finished now. So I have a few Afrikaans friends here, so good to see you guys. Okay, so this is going to be like uh, part two from last week. I know Clint shared on prayer. So before I get into it, I just want to know that it's not directed at anyone. It's not, uh, it's also directed at me because this is something I've struggled with and I, I feel like it's an ongoing process. It's not an overnight fix. So let's get into it. Okay, so we're going to turn to James chapter 5 from verse one, uh, chapter 1 from verse 13. So it will be up on the board because Brian didn't bring his Bible. <laughs> there we go. Okay, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make a sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And no, so confess, confession is one of the healing agents of God. And no, we don't expect you or you're not expected to come up and confess your sins in front of the church. No, you just need to confess one to another. You just need to bring it into the light. We carry on there. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And now our righteousness doesn't come from our own behaviors. Our righteousness comes from God because He covers us with a white sheet that we heard about some time ago. Elijah was a human being, even as we are, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. So the Bible says Elijah is a man just like us. Can you say just like us? Just like us. There we go. Thank you. That doesn't mean he was a perfect man. Like um, It says he had his flaws, he had a bit of depression, and he, he threw fits, but he could pray. And that's something he learned and he mastered. And in saying that, God can use any man or woman to pray. Cool. Exercise. Who, show of hands, who's climbed Mount Everest? Mount Kilimanjaro? Oh, wow. Can you give them a hand? Oh, in his mind. He's climbed it in his mind. But I saw another hand there. Okay. Okay, good, good. What about somewhere in the Drakensberg? There we go. Okay. What about the cyclist when you ride, um, you do a Bedford Loop on a, a Thursday and you go up Fisher's Hill? That's quite a mountain. Who's done that? There we go. There we go, China. What about the runners? I saw Mr. Riordan here. Have you run up car road before? <laughs> Show of hands. Okay, there we go. So we have a few people here. Okay, so let's talk about a time where Elijah climbed the mountain. And we're going to read from 1 Kings uh, 18 from verse 41. Thanks, Janine. Okay. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is sound of heavy rain. Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel. Say, Elijah climbed the mountain. Good. So this is one of the great ways to illustrate prayer, is by mountain climbing. 
So if you haven't climbed Mount Everest, which no one has, you guys can switch off your chats after the service. <laughs> I'm joking. But one of the ways to understand prayer is to understand mountain climbing. And I heard a couple, we had dinner with them on, on, on Friday nights. They climbed down uh, the Fisher River Canyon. So that doesn't tie into what I'm trying to say. So I'm going to tell you a time where I climbed up a huge mountain. I mean, this was crazy. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Mount Lion's Head. Yeah, they're in Cape Town. <laughs> So I climbed uh, this a while ago with my sister Kaylee. She's sitting there. And at the time, I was a full-on crossfitter. So I was thinking, no, this hiking and climbing thing, it's not really for me. Let's rather go to the box. The box is a crossfit gym. I don't know why they call it that. Let's go to the box and hit a session there. So I'm thinking, no, surely not. And for those of you who have climbed or hiked Lion's Head, you'll know that in the beginning, it's relatively easy and slow and boring and flat. It's not too technical. I see someone nodding their head there, yes. But then you get, and, and so the sun was beating down, and I'm really scheming. No, this isn't for me. I can't really say I was enjoying myself. Then we started catching those slow Cape Townians. Because, <laughs> you know, everything in Cape Town happens very slowly. So we started catching them, and they started slowing us down. And in my head, I was willing to say, Kaylee, you know, Let's go back. We've seen a bit of the view, seen the ocean. What more is there to see but man alive? That view at the top was incredible. And that last bit was, it was incredible. And let me tell you those who haven't climbed Mount Lion's Head, that the view at the top is breathtaking. But sometimes prayer is like that. You're standing there thinking, am I going to go back up? Or must we just turn around and go back down? Is it truly worth it? But Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel. He bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. That's quite a sight. Yeah. Let's quickly just try to bend down and put your face between your knees. Come on, bend down. <laughs> Actually, stand up. I want everyone to stand up and just try to bend down and put your face between your knees. <laughs> now I'm joking. You guys can please sit down. That is ridiculous. Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> you can carry on there. Go and look towards the sea, he told his servant. He went up and he looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. And the seventh time the, ser the servant reported, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go back until Ahab. Hitch up your chariot and go before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds and the wind rose. A heavy rain started falling and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah. Tucking in his cloak, his cloak in his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. So, I mean, this is quite a long run. Google told me that it's about 30 kilometers. So he ran all the way before, uh, before Ahab in his chariot. And we used to sing a, a song called, Pick Up Your Cloak and Run. Not pick up your coke and bun before the rugby. <laughs> pick up your cloak and run. So the point I'm speaking on today is that we have to be mountain climbers. And it's not easy to climb a mountain. But when you see something like this, you have to look through the whole of the scriptures. And you realize that Abraham was a mountain climber. It says in Genesis 22, God said to him, go to Moriah, take your son, and climb to the top of the mountain. Because while you are climbing, while we are climbing, God's doing something in our heart. 
God's working in us. He's forming us. And one of the greatest reasons, or why, one of the greatest reasons why God does that is because He wants to make us like Jesus. And one of the ways He does that is through prayer. Because sometimes you think, what on earth am I doing here? No, friends. God is doing something in you. He's busy forming you and fashioning you and shaping you. So I want to read something by Henry J. Nowen. And this is an old theologian. He did a bit of work in psychology. So I have broken it down because it was quite higher grade and I wanted to put it on the board, but then we'd all be reading, so I'm going to break it down. This is what he wrote. That is the the great conversion in our life, to recognize and believe that the many unexpected events are not just disturbing interruptions of our projects, but the way in which God molds our hearts and prepares us for His return. He goes on to explain that our plans and ideas don't always work out like we want them to. Like I entered two trail seekers, these are mountain bike races, and they were rained out. But no, the the race wasn't called off, I just didn't go because I'm a bit of a fair weather rider. But that was ruined by bad weather. I heard this morning uh, someone had to rush off to get their bass guitar, so then we didn't have someone on drums. So then Bryce put his hand up and he, he, he went on drums. So not everything works out like we want them to work out. He then says, but when we believe that patience can make our expectations grow, then faith can be converted into a vocation, wounds into a deeper calling for understanding, and sadness into a birthplace for joy. You see, friends, you can go up Lion's Head, you can hire a helicopter, they can fly and they can put you there, or you can actually climb and hark. And through the the sweat and the tears and the persistence, God starts doing something in our hearts. And when you get to the top and you see that view, you understand why you had to go through that pain. Moses climbed the mountain. Can you say, Moses climbed the mountain? So he had to climb the mountain to fetch the law, the commandments. In Deuteronomy 34, it says this amazing thing. It says God told him to climb a high mountain, And when he got to the top of the mountain, God says, there is the land I'm giving you. So when we climb the mountain, when we get out of the comfort zone of the flat living, and we go through the persistence of prayer and effort and climbing and pulling and fear and planning. So planning. So you know, if you decide, no, you want to climb Mount Everest, you can't just decide today and climb tomorrow. You have to put like a whole plan in place. You got to get your, you maybe need to raise funds, get your support system, get your oxygen levels, and set up a base camp. And only there can you start to climb the mountain. We saw Elijah climb the mountain. Then we realized the most incredible thing Jesus was a mountain climber. And one of the greatest reasons for us to climb the mountain is that when we get to the top, we'll meet Jesus there. So let's look at a time where Jesus climbed the mountain. So we're going to read from Mark chapter 9, from the beginning there. Thanks, Jay. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and took them up a high mountain, where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Friends, when we go mountain climbing and when we pray, we'll meet with Jesus. And there we'll meet with Him in dazzling white. 
and I didn't wear my white shirt today, because you know when you buy your white shirt, it's very nice on the shelf there, and it stays white, but after a while, you wash it, you wash it, then it turns like a funny creamy color, so I didn't wear my white shirt. But when we meet with Jesus, your, your clothes will be whiter than anyone in the world could, could bleach them. Because when we try to bleach our own clothes, when we try to fix our stains, we just end up making a bigger mess. So what do we have to do, Brad? Learn how to climb mountains. Learn how to pray. And when it feels boring, and it feels like nothing's really happening, when it feels like you don't know what you're doing, eventually you'll get to the top, and just like Moses, you'll start to see the promised land. You see, friends, we don't only climb mountains to get closer to God. We climb mountains to get further away from people. And that's why Jesus climbed mountains. And that's why you and I should climb mountains. When Jesus fed the 5,000, I mean, he fed the 5,000. He was this hero. It was like an unbelievable provider. But what did he do? Immediately, he withdrew to a solitary place. He went up the mountain and he prayed. When you're in trouble, when you're in success, in decision-making, in hardship, the reason you go up the mountain is to get away from the voices of this earth that will sway you in any way. You've got to get into the presence of God in any critical time of your life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. When there is trouble, the response is prayer. And it doesn't matter if it's bitterness or hatred. The way we deal with it is that we have to get to that secret place. We climb the mountain and we cry out to God. So we live in a time now of social media, whether it be Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or whatever they call it. And if you are on any of these platforms, you'll have a handle. So essentially your handle will be your name. So mine's Scotty Brad or B-Rad. I know my dad's is Poppet. So I'll send him a picture. Hey, Poppet, check these shoes from Bora. And he'll say, hey, B-Rad, those shoes are lacquer. So I say, thanks, Dad. I'll take a size 48. Thanks. (laughs) So essentially your name will become your handle. And right through through the scriptures, God's name becomes a handle. And as we name God, as we wrap our hands around that handle and we hold on for dear life. In the New Testament, this is how it says we must pray. Go into a room, close the door, and he says, I'm going to give you a handle to hold on to. Father. Say Father. In the Old Testament, it was Lord, Lord God, Lord God Almighty, the healer, the provider, and all these things. But in the New Testament, Father, how special. And as we climb the mountain and we get into this place of prayer, after the rocks and the ladders, we start to see this provision that satisfies us. Whether it be that beautiful view at the top of Lion's Head or breakthrough in your life. You feel rejected? Start climbing mountains. For what? To get closer to God? Yeah, but to get away from the people who rejected you. To get away from the purposes of this earth and to find the purposes of, from your father, just like Andre shared. Where you can hear his voice. So we're going to read about how we can hear his voice because sometimes people think, no, but Brad, how do we hear God's voice? It's not always a, a voice from the sky and you feel convicted. It might be through worship or through someone just calling you aside and talking to you or it can be through the word. So we're going to read from 2 Peter Chapter 1, there we go. He received honor and glory from God the Father. We can keep it up there, uh, Janine. 
So these are the things human beings work for, is honor and glory. When you go to Farrier Primary or you go to school, you want to make the honors board. When you're going uh, through business, you want to be sales, salesman of the year or boss of the year. You want to be teacher of the year. But these are all from human effort. We're all looking for honor. But what did Jesus do? He received. So he's gone to the top of the mountain and he's worked hard. He's sweated. But he wants to get away from the voices that are telling him, no, do this and we expect this from you or you have to do this. No, because he sought after glory from God, not from man. He says, no, I've got to get into the presence of God. So he received honor and glory from God the Father. When the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, this is my son, identity, whom I love, affection, with him, I am well pleased. Affirmation. Friends, this is my motivation to you, to become mountain climbers. Study everyone who's ever climbed mountains in the Bible and watch your own Lord and Savior. He was the mountain climbing expert. And at the top of the mountain, he got something that no, nothing on earth could give him. And we'll never be at our full potential unless we know how to climb to the top of the mountain to be alone with God, to speak to Him, to grab hold of that handle and let Him speak these words over us. This is my Son, identity, whom I love, affection. With Him, I am well pleased. Affirmation. And watch Him in dazzling white. Watch Him enough until all the, the blemishes and the blots and the stains in our lives disappear in the brilliance of His unexplainable light. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amazing, but let's give him a hand. Love you, bro. So is Brad a cyclist? Is Brad a crossfitter? Is Brad a salesman in the medical industry? Is Brad a husband? Is Brad a... What is Brad? What are you, Kevin? What are you, Adrian? Do you want to be a mountain climber? Are you a mountain climber? And this message that you've shared with us today about being a mountain climber, praying, climbing the mountain, one step at a time, Uncle Andre, stepping up. It's tough. But you've challenged us today. You've, you've taken this topic around prayer and climbing the mountain, getting away from people and situations and circumstances and climbing closer towards our Heavenly Father. As we wrap our hands around His name, Father, where we find our identity in who you are and who He has made you to be, where you find affirmation you hear those words, he's pleased with you. And you find those words affection, who your heavenly father loves you. Hashtag mountain climber. Let's close our eyes. Maybe you're sitting there this morning and you, you've been challenged but you've, you've tried to do this prayer thing by yourself. You've tried to 
in your in your own strength pray and you and you just never seem to get it right or or move beyond a, a certain point and you, you're always getting distracted and we make time for so many other things. We can scroll through social media for hours and get lost down rabbit holes about how many vertebrae giraffe have in their necks, but we just we can't pray. We can't spend five minutes or two minutes praying. And so Lord, we, we come before you this morning and and we say sorry. We say sorry that we don't make time to do something that is so vital to our Christian walk that was modeled by you, Jesus. Would you forgive us, Lord? And more than that, we don't have to climb this mountain of prayer on our own. We have you, Holy Spirit, leading us. You are with us. You are guiding us. You are strengthening us. You are teaching us how to pray. And so, Spirit, we surrender to you today. We don't want to do this in the flesh anymore because nothing comes of it. We need you, Holy Spirit, if we are to, to do this well. So would you help us? Thank you that you are our comforter and that you are our helper. I pray that we would stop striving Stop trying to tick a box that we would find joy, joy in our times with you, that it would be so fulfilling just to encounter you in times of prayer that we would not even think about starting a day without that. That every thought that we have, that you would help us, Holy Spirit, to turn it into a prayer that if we have negative thoughts, that we would take them captive and turn them into prayers and lift them up to you. God, help us. Thank you that you help us, that you lead us and you guide us. In Jesus' name, amen.